Handball Podcast Network. Welcome to Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. As always, I'm your host, Aaron Whitlock, joined by international man of mystery, John Cantor Vaughn. Please give us a follow at Fanball underscore WATV, and remember that you can watch us live every Monday at uh, 6 on Periscope, provided we don't have technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> JK, how you, how you doing other than uh, your new look here? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, the face pain is... Um... Obviously lost a bet here this week. The face paint is on. <laughs> yeah, Pistons colors, and you know, I'd say I give. I I don't think I've ever f- painted my face for an event, for a sporting event like a fan. I'd give myself B plus, B minus. I think it's face painting job. I, I could have gone a little more heavy on the white in the middle, but for the most part, it's pretty good. This is a meant for TV uh, face is, paint yeah. job because as I look it straight is. at you, you look ridiculous, but on, on the camera, it looks pretty good. And if you're just listening, Oh God, does it look fantastic? I would be on the jumbotron at little Caesars arena guaranteed. <laughs> well, there's, face there's paint. only 10 people in the arena. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not really saying much. They'd be like, wow, look at this guy. He really cares. He's intense. <laughs> he's, he's about it. The great thing about the Pistons color scheme is this, uh, for anybody else watching, you could be a wizards fan and enjoy yep. this 76ers Interchangeable, fan. Yep. Very used. interchangeable, or maybe you just you just love the U.S. of yep, A. J.K. Yep, could be that, yeah, or exactly. yeah, France. Vino I know. France. I was thinking that too. I could be like a France soccer legion fan or something. Yeah, a uh, big fan of Braveheart. <laughs> yes. Wow, I didn't even think about that. That's a good one too. Could have that if they're uh, coming out the second movie. This is my audition tape right here. <laughs> or, or Braveheart uh, too coming up twenty years. I think for that movie, pretty quick. J.K. celebrating early. Yep. yep. Uh, Huge fan. Yeah. Mel or Gibson. or maybe like you blew a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Pennywise got together. <laughs> Had some fun. <laughs> some things were floating, believe us. Oh, God. Oh, man. So, JK, you're taking off on me next week. Yes, unfortunately, I am. Getting, uh, going tropical to Belize, Central America. Wasn't my idea. And with all the pain and the hassle that it's caused me in the past two weeks, uh, I had to get malaria shots, typhoid shots, hep A shots. I got to bring down mosquito repellent. Unprotected sex for six months. Zika virus. Now, you can't have unprotected, yes, unprotected can, sex. Yeah, yes. It's off the table. Off now, this, the table. This is hilarious. So you came back from the doctors, and this off. was like this laundry list of, of things that you can't do. But that's... Yep. And I think that's a big part of why they're, they're actually... I looked this up. There are no NBA players from Belize, all right? Yeah, okay. And well, I, that makes sense, yeah. And I'm guessing not many NBA players travel to Belize, because that's... No, why would you? Yeah, Italy, Spain, France... Once you, once you find out the unprotected sex is off the, the docket, it's like, well, I guess I'm not Cross going there. Cross that off my list. Not going to Belize. <laughs> Don't need it. Don't not, need not, it. Don't not need that it. interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will still be here next week with uh, without JK, but while we've got him, let's talk about it. It was, it was kind of a slow week off the court in the uh, the soap <laughs> opera that is the NBA, but we still had some, some pretty awesome performances on it, I think. Was there anything that really stood out to you from this past week? Uh, LeBron still has it, 57. That was an Guy's incredible an performance. Beast. Then they go ahead and blow to, uh, blow it to the Hawks on Sunday. The one and eight Hawks at the time they were one and eight. Uh, Porzingis is has gotten better, and I was actually talking to some friends. Can he get Most Improved Player of the Year this year? Um, 
it should be on the table for him, right? I think so. Why not? The way he's playing, if he keeps that that trajectory upwards, I mean, he could be most improved player MVP. Maybe he's been he's been really fun to watch his past past couple of weeks. He's had a great. I the mean, videos of him blocking and dunking have just been circling the internet like crazy. They're so fun to watch. Oh God, the 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 sequence where he blocks Josh Jackson oh. on a break. And then streaks down the court, and then one-handed dunks in and his one. face. Oh, oh unreal! He had a uh, stuffed Lance Stevenson last night for Indiana against Indiana. Yep, Stevenson tried to really dunk right on his head, and he just stuffed him at the rim. Thirty-seven and forty in back-to-back nights. He's he's yeah. for everybody who said this guy couldn't carry a team. He's oh, he's, he's putting it right it. in your face right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, he's doing it. He he's incredible. Thir- I mean, I know it's not against maybe the most stellar, but the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers have been better, not the yeah. most stellar competition, but uh, impressive what he's been doing. Uh, James Harden last night, Oof. near and dear to my heart 56. for our three v three competition, yes. saved yes. me from from this look. Right Damn here. you, Paul Millsap! <laughs> Damn uh, you! Dropped a career high fifty six. Oh. What was he? Nineteen for twenty five from the field. Ridiculous. Uh, seven for eight from three. I mean, he just uh, against maybe the best defense in the league in Utah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was an incredible performance. Was that at Utah? Uh, I believe that was in Salt Lake so City. The curse yeah. of uh, uh, no, excuse me, I take that back. Was it in that Houston? Was in Houston. I was say, that it was, was at Utah. He he ended the curse of uh, poor performances in Utah for visiting teams. It still it still hangs out there. Lillard had a great week. Yeah, uh, Dame time. Yeah, Dame Dollar, letting everybody know what time it is. Mm. Uh, that was an incredible performance. And then he balled out last night against uh, OKC. Yeah, he did. I mean, granted, terrible ejection on Carmelo. Carmelo, that was, yeah. One of the strangest things I've ever was, seen. Yeah, there's been some weird ejections so far. Lowry got ejected the other day. A quick couple, two technicals, too, against the Washington Wizards, I think it was, on Saturday. Yeah. But some weird, weird NBA giving out suspensions and fines. And we talked about it last week of the fight with Draymond. And then some yep. weird ejections with kind of players so far. Ticky-tack stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think they're just trying to set up set a precedent early on in the year here that, you know, no shenanigans will be, will be had on court. Yeah. Takes the fun out of it, though. It does. I mean, uh, you yeah. don't want to see the best players get taken no. off the court. Nobody no. wants that. It's not good yeah. for the game. It's not. It's not good for the entertainment Awful. value. But I, I thought that was the big takeaway in a, in a week where you know people rag on the NBA season a lot. It is probably too long. Uh, you know, we'll get into our doldrums of, of February, but we had some awesome performances. Just some. some oh man, some great ones. LeBron fifty seven, fifty six in the same week. Come on. Porzingis forty, like you said, thirty seven forty. Yeah, there are there are things to. I mean, not to, we are in no way affiliated with League Pass, but God, it's it's been a, a great season to have it so far. Because you know, he, it stinks sometimes when you're limited to the ESPN games, maybe or the TNT. But every night it feels like there's somebody going off, somebody worth watching in the NBA in this uh, this early season. Uh, so let's head on from there to our our swish and brick mm-hmm. segment. I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with my swish. I'm very Cavs themed this week. I've, I so you go ahead and start because I want to follow up. I didn't even see your swish until you until I saw it in the show notes. You go ahead. The Cavs shirt is rubbing off on me. I'm loving the Cavs. I'm I'm buttered up, baby. I'm loving. When you it. get that 23 in your house, it just rubs up. <laughs> it's infecting my mind. It's infectious. My swish. So it uh, this broke late last week, maybe over the weekend. I'm not sure who was first to report this. Uh, a few different websites have had it, but uh, LeBron was sliding into the DMs. So I this completely missed my radar for some reason. I don't know how you found it, but this is an interesting one. Digging deep now. I'm certified. Uh, I'm like Wendy of this show now. <laughs> I've dialed into the LeBron <laughs> universe. Only I won't fall asleep on the show. No. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah. So oh. Heidi Hoback, and that's her real name, which, what a last name. Yes. Uh, who is, as far as I know, like just an Instagram model. I don't know if she's anything other than that, but hey, do you? We've got, oh, there we go. For those watching along, Ooh. Heidi Hoback. My goodness. Indeed, Hello. indeed. Those are uh, that's one of the tamer pictures I could find from the. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time actually doing studious research on her Instagram today. If my if my NBA picks are lacking today, it's because I spent so much time doing hard investigative research that I was taught in J school, looking at Heidi Hoback's Instagram. Uh, so the alleged DM sent from LeBron was, "Teach me how to hunt, and I'll teach you how to ball." Deal. LOL. And so she captioned this. She tweeted, or she uh, put this out on her Instagram. Athletes slide into girls' DMs all the time, so this isn't the craziest part. But sheesh, sheesh, biggest buck I've seen, or I've seen over here. Yeah. So she kind of blasted him out, which not cool, Heidi Hoback. Not cool. Just LeBron's just coming in. I know. He's trying to learn how to hunt. Yeah. And you just blast him out. Yeah. Now he's getting killed. She looked like a good hunter. She had that crossbow and everything. Yeah. She's got the camo. Now everybody's killing LeBron on the internet, like, oh, he's got Savannah at home. What are you doing, LeBron? Oh, you're getting curved, LeBron. It's just like, uh, no, Cavs struggling. LeBron trying to hone in on his killer instinct, learning how to hunt out in the wild from somebody clearly experienced. Expert in hunting, yeah. Expert in hunting. I mean, LeBron sees himself, uh, you know, as something of a hunter himself. He's hunting down six championships. He's hunting down MVPs. He's just trying to find a way to get in touch with his primal side when his team needs him the most right now. I mean, the Cavs struggling. LeBron just looking looking to get better in all ways on and off the court. Yeah. I mean hunting season, getting ready. Deer season, season is almost is right, upon right. us. It's almost upon us, you're right. He's just trying to get, you know, get ready for hunting season. And uh, you know, I, I don't appreciate the way that everybody else is spitting us into this like this uh, like LeBron's super thirsty. It's a no. travesty. Huh. That's just people got him all, all wrong. All wrong, JK. All right, what do you got for us this week? My swish is going to be Greg Popovich, the legendary Greg Popovich. Sixth all-time in wins now, Greg yes, Popovich. Yes, yes, It means a lot to him. Near and dear, near and dear to his heart. <laughs> Grandkids, Grandkids, forget about him. You. Don't, you don't need him. Uh, Popovich last week in a game versus the Warriors gets tossed out for yelling at a referee, and I got a little audio clip for you, so listen up here. This is a fantastic audio of... Popovich getting his money's worth here. <laughs> and Pop. For uh, those who couldn't hear that, yeah. it was a little quiet. That was, you're a terrible fucking referee. Yes. So Pop yelling at the referee. To Bleacher, Bleacher Report had it. I think I retweeted it on my account. And I think Whitlock and the Vaughn uh, account retweeted too. Yep. So Pop, you know, yelling at the, uh, yelling at the referee, terrible fucking read. This is just Pop. Gold. I mean, this is what I live to see on Twitter. Pop gold right here. They were up 19. They ended up losing by 19. He's steamed. He doesn't have a star player. doesn't have his point card. He gets tossed out. That's my swish. The referees right. were getting abused in oh, that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Kerr was yelling at him, too. Kerr didn't get tossed. I think Tur- Kerr got a technical Yes. for calling uh, a ref. I think a fuck like a. It was an f you mother effer, and it was just like the most bla- like you don't have to be able to read lips to to clearly yeah. see that was the message yep. that Steve Kerr had. Oh man, those those poor referees had to go home and uh, <laughs> need a little consoling from their wives. That yes, day. That was yes, taking a beating. That from, was verbal abuse from both from Pop and Kerr from two goats. Really, I mean, oh yeah, legends, legends. What do you got for us for your brick? Oh my brick, my brick is panic about the Cavs. I I'm so. Trying to calm me down over here? I'm so over it. Yeah, I will. I will calm you down here. Everybody's worked up, and they've got some bad losses, right? 
New York, that's a bad loss. Atlanta last night, that's a bad Oof. loss. Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando. There, there's some teams on there you don't want to see the Cavs losing to, and and they've got some issues. If you're talking, if you want to talk about their ability to win a championship, the Cavs have some serious issues. Whether about if you're talking about taking down Golden State. But the media at large, we're talking about, oh, is this is this team who can still win the East? Are they, you know, oh, could the Cavs, you know, fall below a four seed? And it's, come on. I mean, get real. So the Cavs defense, notably bad, giving up 113 points per game. Do you know how many Golden State's given up right now? How many points a game? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't actually. What's the, uh, what's the stat? 111. Ooh. 111, but it's two points difference. Now, Golden State's scoring 12 more games, so I know the Cavs also haven't been as good as they could be offensively. Yeah. You also don't have Isaiah Thomas. Point. Yeah, they're struggling from the three, too. They're, absolutely. But you're you're missing a guy who you're counting. You took out Kyrie Irving, and you're, you're missing a guy who you're counting on for 25 to 28 points a game. Average 28 last year. I mean, that's a huge part of your offense that you yeah. don't have. Tristan Thompson's out now. Yep. Kevin Love missed last night's game. Uh, you, you've got D Rose. You're relying on him far more than you'd hope to have to. Yeah, uh, he's he's no longer a starter once it comes back. I no. don't think there's no chance, and he'll he's play on far a minute, less minutes. He's on a minute restriction too. I think so. Twenty five minutes. I mean, the Cavs defense last year finished ranked twenty second. They're they're not a great defensive team, and with this roster, they're not. They'll continue to not be a great defensive team. But to say that this team can't still get to an Eastern Conference Finals win in Eastern Conference Finals because they're having some struggles in October and early November is just ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's outrageous that people are just pulling their hair out already when this team will get it figured out come Christmas time, come February, you'll get IT back, you'll see this team start to gel. You've got five key components of this team who have played on three straight title runs, and then you've got a lot of new guys who you're trying to work in, get into the flow, and, and get some chemistry together. Like the fact that they're having some early struggles shouldn't be surprising to anybody. So everybody just a little Aaron Rodgers style, just relax. The Cavs are going to be fine. Thank you for that <clears throat> call me down session. I needed that. I was about to blow my lid as a Cavs fan. <laughs> I got you covered. What do you got uh, for a brick for us? So JK? you guys know, and if you don't know, I'm a big Nike guy. Nike shoes when I ball, Nike dry fit shirts. I got one on right now. Nike's the best. My brick is Nike in the NBA jerseys, the brand new Nike jerseys. They have been awful to this point, ripping to shreds. And I found an article where there was a couple instances of them ripping. Uh, preseason of the year, first preseason of the year for the Lakers, Tyler Enos had a full number. One of his, he's number ten. He had a zero just rip off his jersey. <laughs> that was number. That was the first thing in September 30th. LeBron had his jersey ripped in half in that first game against Boston. Yep. He, he had to get a new jersey from a slight tug from Brown. Draymond Green got his jersey ripped in that whole spat with Beal. Um, what was that? October 27th. His jersey ripped on the side. Stevenson on Friday night clear ripped Simmons' jersey in half down the sides. It was like a long out dress. He, Simmons was so mad he ripped it off and threw it on the ground looking at the ref like, you kidding me? He just ripped my jersey in half. And last night, Love got so mad he ripped it in half easily. I had to go back to the locker room and get another one. So Nike, Nike is struggling with the NBA jerseys, and they're going to have to find a fix fast because we're right. In the you know, NBA season's already happening right now, and their jerseys are ripping left and right. So they're going to have to. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to figure it out. And obviously, it doesn't matter for the players, right? Like not, not really. Like Draymond, you saw him that night. He gets his jersey ripped in half. Gets another one. Comes back out for a minute. 
finds out he's ejected and throws that second jersey yeah. into I mean, the stands. Yes, right. So for the players, it's not an issue, but that doesn't look good it looks, when you're trying no. to sell jerseys. Yes, exactly. That you've got a, a cheap uh, cheap material. I saw a tweet last night with Dwayne Wade where he's looking down at his jersey and it's just completely saturated with sweat. It's clearly not uh, wicking off. It's not drying fast enough. It's just, it just looks terrible. It's just a bad look for Nike. I 100% agree. And I'm a I'm a Nike guy, so but this is a bad look for them. Very bad look. I mean, both of us were very excited when we found out Nike was getting yep. this contract, counting down the days until some of the new merch started to come mm-hmm. out. And, I haven't been crazy about the the kind of the design so far either. I I thought they would do a little more. Yeah, same here. Some of the teams are. I thought the Pacers is cool, but some of them have been pretty, pretty ugly. They're they're either ugly or they're just they're very traditional. At least with yeah. the alternates, I expected Nike to do a little more. Their kind of signature yep. style, exactly, and take really put their own take on it. And that just hasn't happened so far, unfortunately. Let's move on to our fantasy portion of the show, studs and duds. Let's, studs uh, and duds. This is our fourth week of doing this, so I thought it'd be a decent time to take a, a quick little look back at how we've fared so far. Mm-hmm. Now I haven't shared these stats with anybody else, but I'd like to, I'd like to just uh, get your take, J.K. How who do you think is doing better? If you had to, if you had to take a guess so far <coughs> in our studs and duds segment, we've each had, uh, we've each had eighteen total picks between studs and duds. Okay, and. In qualifying it as getting it right is they're matching their value, and if they're a dud, they don't get their value? Thank you is for calling that, that out. Yes. Yeah. So what my standard for this was strictly whether or not the player hit their five and a half times value versus okay. what their salary was that night. So I will say there were some extremely close ones where we we called somebody a dud, and maybe they had a pretty good night, but they didn't quite hit their value. You still That still counts as a dud. A dud. Yeah. And same thing with... You know, if somebody just exceeds their value, that's that's still a stud. It's just the hard line I've decided to draw here. So we each had eighteen. Each had eighteen between uh, we've had the uh, winner. Nine studs, nine duds each. Okay, I will say the winner w- is. I'll go twelve of eighteen. I bet you you got it. That's why you're getting these stats and you're boasting. Well, that's a great. First of all, that's <laughs> twelve of eighteen is a fantastic number. And here's the thing: there's a little bit of controversy now. <clears throat> I'm 11 of 18. Okay. Total. A little better on the duds than on the studs. You are... I want to give you... Uh, maybe we throw it out kind of to to the listeners of the show whether this is fair. I think you should be 11 of 17. You had Gordon Hayward on the opening night, and I don't think that should count against your ledger. Okay, yeah. I had him as a stud, right? You had yeah. him as a stud okay. on, on the that's opening fair. night. Okay. And I think that's unfair to count that against yeah. you. So I think so we're, we take we're one in. off of you. We're even, but your percentage would be better at 11 of 17 okay. versus 11 of 18. Now, I do have to call you out on this. I remembered you said it after the show now, but as I was looking through in your first week, <laughs> you had Eric Bledsoe as a stud for Saturday oh, when it was, in fact, yes. a Friday game. Now, oh, yeah, he was right. a stud. His value was good. It was his best, one of his only games of the year, but he scored 28 that night, one of his best nights. But I had it the wrong day. But you had it on the wrong day. I'm still giving it to you, though. I didn't okay. I didn't dock you for that. But yeah, so we're sitting at 11 of 17 and okay. 11 of 18. Not doing too bad. All right, that's pretty good. I like that. I like those stats. Yeah, we're, we're six of nine on the duds. We're, we're really nailing there. Uh, and like I said, I, I think we're even a little better than this, honestly, because a few of the studs that we just missed on. A couple, like within three points. We, we've had, yeah, yeah I... I missed on Russell and Giannis, where it was like they had pretty outrageous pretty high salaries, prices, yeah, and they came close, but not quite. We've only had a few just outright misses. Uh, I had Jokic against Golden State, and that was okay. that was complete miss. Oh yeah, last week, as a matter of fact. Uh, 
you had Vujovic, uh Oh yeah. On the second half yep. of the Brooklyn, and that was a miss. But really, we haven't had too many just completely. That was a bad miss. You're right. Yeah. Whiffs. So with that said, here we go. All Let's, right, should I get? It? I'll keep. I'll keep yeah, it rolling. Kick us off. Yeah. Uh, I got Tuesday night. We're gonna go. We're gonna keep it. Keep it hot. Chris Stapps, Porzingis just got Player of the Week honors for the Eastern Conference. He's going up against Charlotte on Tuesday night. Charlotte's six worths in the in fan ball against def- defending opposing power forwards. Porzingis is red hot right now. I mean, you just ride him until he starts cooling down. Red hot. And he's probably going to be the sixth most expensive player on this slate for that night. You got yeah. Cleveland and Milwaukee going against each other. Simmons will be up there. Yep. Um, there was a couple other guys. Oh, um, Davis and Boogie Cousins, so it'll be four or five. I bet you he'll be six, so that's not bad. Uh, last three games, fan ball points, 31, 53, 63. Go with Porzingis Ooh. Tuesday. My dud is going to be Ben Simmons at Utah. and Embi- They just announced Embiid is out Tuesday, resting. Watching wow. his minutes, he's out resting. Great. Great find. So he's not, Embiid's not playing, so that's, you know, take away, <clears throat> excuse me, take away a little bit of the assist. Um, and Utah's stingy against the point guard. That's what Simmons is playing now with full out. They're only giving up 42 fan ball points a night. That's third best. And the Jazz are a slow team. Slowest They're in the, the third slowest team in the league. Philly runs the fourth past his pace. That's not going to fit with their game. Um, his his price is probably going to be it's skyrocketed since he's since he started. He's been red hot. I'd stay away from Simmons on Tuesday. As my dud, Ben Simmons Tuesday. I think I have I have Wednesday too. Yep. Stud, Goran. Dragic. I love this pick. Yes, versus the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix hasn't found a way to slow down point guards since Bledsoe's kind of tweeted his way out of the lineup. <laughs> uh, Phoenix is giving up 58 fan ball points to opposing point guards. That's not very good. If You don't need to be a math expert to know 58's <laughs> not good. Uh, against their, the last five games they played, all opponents, their, their teams have 100-plus points. So it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Phoenix is fifth-worst defensive rating in the league. And, you know, Dragic has played on Phoenix over his nine-year career of six different seasons. Some He's got some weird, like, back and forth with Phoenix. Uh, last time he went to Phoenix last year, 45 handball points. He likes Phoenix. I think he likes to play out there. It holds a special place in his heart. Go with Dragic on Wednesday. My bust is going to be now. I called it, and Aaron's touting our stats earlier. I called it against Portland last weekend. Lonzo Ball was a bust. National games, he's a bust. You heard it here first. He shoots terrible in national games. I'm riding it again. Don't go with Lonzo Ball in national TV games. He's playing Boston Wednesday night on ESPN. He stinks. He's 3-19 shooting in national games. His last three games shooting. 3-13, and 3-15, 0-2. That was a Portland game that I called. 0-2. Boston's on an eight-game win streak. They haven't allowed an opponent over 95 points. They're, second best def- they're the second-best defending team. Against point guards, allowing only 40 fan ball points. Number one defensive rating in the league, 94. Stay away from Lonzo Ball. I called that one. I'm going to t- toot my own horn. Oh, no, you deserve it. But that was some LeVar Ball-esque fire you oh, just came at with. You, just yeah, come at you, Lonzo. Come at LeVar. <laughs> LeVar, come on the show. Debate this man. First he'll podcast He'll be guest. in the full Your face paint. Your son stinks shooting in national TV games. 3-19. <laughs> stinks. Okay, I got Thursday. Here we go. Your boy, I'm going with your boy. We're staying in LA here. Kyle Kuzma. JK was on this one early. You gotta give it to him. You go back to the, the rookies Six. article we posted posted at the beginning of the season. JK was on this mm-hmm. one. Get out of Utah. He's been tearing it up with Larry Nance Jr. out with the broken hand. 
He's been tearing it up back-to-back double-doubles since entering the starting lineup. He scored 31 or more fan ball points in both of those games. Uh, Washington is allowing 109 points per game on average. That is 24th in the NBA. Mm. Should be a lot of points in this game. Uh, and the Lakers, they play at an extremely fast pace, third quickest in the league. Yeah. Luke Walton trying to emulate what Golden State did before he left there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roll Kyle Kuzma, his, his salary has definitely not caught up with what his role is now in that offense. Uh, catch it while you can. I mean, especially early in the week. Uh, I think he plays once before Thursday. Get him into your lineup. Hopefully by Thursday you still should be able to get him at sub six, definitely sub seven. Yeah. Uh, my dud is going to be... We're just, we're just staying with the Lakers. This is a Laker-themed show. Brooke Lopez. He's okay. been red hot as of Yeah, late, he has. Averaging 42 fan ball points Oof. over his last three contests. Hasn't scored fewer than 34. And that's been a big part because of his three-point shooting. He's stepping out and hitting three. 11 of 19 over that span. And I know he's going to continue to shoot. They want him to continue to look at those looks. But he's he was 7 for 26 over his first six games of the season. So I think he's due to come back down to earth a little bit on his percentage. He's shooting well over 50 right now for that that span I mentioned. Uh, Wizards are allowing the fourth fewest fan ball points to centers. Marcin Gortat is a pain in the ass mm-hmm. to deal with. And uh, they're allowing only nine points per game to centers right now, Oof. which is the second fewest in the NBA. So look for Lopez to come down off of that high a little bit, right as his price is starting to soar a little bit, too. Moving on to Friday, my stud is going to be Avery Bradley. Homer pick. Of the Detroit Pistons, JK, sporting the look, <laughs> versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, as you can see in our new Fanball trend spotting article, uh, Avery Bradley was called out there on fanball.com in the mm-hmm. news section. Uh, he scored 33 or more fan ball points in three of his last four games. He seems to be really finding his his uh, oh, yeah. place in the Pistons offense oh, yeah. and, and finding a rhythm there. Uh, he's playing an Atlanta team that's giving up an absolutely mind-blowing 84 fan ball points per game to opposing shooting guards. Oh. That's the most. That's the most to any position Eww. that any team is giving up. It's it's incredible to me. Oh. Even with some of the matchups they've had, it's mind blowing. Uh, Avery Bradley shooting forty two percent from beyond the arc to start the year. Uh, he finished last year at thirty nine, and he has over the last three years improved his three point shooting percentage every year, year over year. So I like him to keep that going, uh, and he's playing well despite the fact that nobody's at the LCA. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing well there. He's got 15 or more points in every home game so far this season. So ride Avery Bradley at home against the terrible Atlanta Hawks. My dud that night on Friday is going to be Al Horford uh, playing against Charlotte. Another guy um, who's been playing well lately. He's been rebounding a lot better. He's averaging nine per game so far. That's three more than last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's more than at any point in the last five seasons that he finished with. Um, uh, he scored 34 or more in back-to-back games, fanball points. But the Hornets, I think, are going to present some problems. Uh, Dwight Howard's size, mm-hmm. I think, presents some problems for Dwight Howard. They're allowing the sixth fewest fan ball points to opposing centers. And last year, I know it's a little bit different with teams, but uh, Al Horford against the Atlanta Hawks with Dwight Howard, of course. Mm-hmm. He averages 24 fan ball points per Ooh. game in three matchups, never scored more than 30. Ooh, so that's not good. Look for him to fall off a little bit there. Now let's move on to Saturday, where J.K. will give us our stud. I'll kick off studs. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is going against the Bulls. You know, I love my guy, Laurie Marketing, the young Finn for the, for the uh, Bulls, but he's not going to be able to handle Aldridge Saturday night. That's a, that's a tough drop. Too young. He's not that big. Aldridge will expose him. Uh, Bulls are giving up 50 fan ball points a night to opposing power forwards. 
Aldridge has been playing really well recently. His last three games, 49 fanball points, 37 fanball points, 29 fanball points. Go with Aldridge Saturday. That's a lock. All right, I'm going to the uh, the Bermuda Triangle of the NBA. We're headed out to Utah, where people just don't do quite as well in the land of the Mormons. Which, by the way, I promise you, next week we have oh that, we got to do it. We have a again. co-host straight from Utah. Yes, we will have our first segment. Of yes, Mormon or not Mormon, or that'll be a guess good that one. Mormon. That's something must, along those lines. Must listen to. You got to be there for it. <laughs> must listen. to. So anyway. How about, uh, how about who's that Mormon? Just like Pokemon, we have the outline. Be like, who's that Mormon? <laughs> I feel like that d- degree of difficulty might be too high. I think what it's going to be is like a sports, a professional sports Mormon, and you have to decide whether, or a professional sports player, an athlete, any sport, not necessarily just NBA, and you decide whether or not they're Mormon. We'll flesh it out. We'll flesh it out. I- I'm not sure exactly how that segment works yet. But but trust that it will be electric. It'll be an electric factory of Mormonism. Yes. I mean, when you think Mormons, you think electricity. Electricity. I mean, <laughs> pure energy. Most lively people on this planet. Pure <laughs> energy. Okay, okay. I think I'm giving you a dud for Saturday. I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing. D'Angelo yes. Russell. Oh, traveling, yeah, that's right. oh. Traveling to the land of the Salt Lakes. Uh, it's the slowest team in the NBA meeting the fastest team in the NBA. Now, stats show that the Jazz do play up a little bit uh, in terms of pace when they're playing a faster team, but I still think it's enough to drag down D'Angelo's value, which has been steadily, or his, his price has steadily been creeping up mm-hmm. over the past few weeks, and he's been playing well. Yeah. But the Jazz allow the third fewest points to opposing fam, uh, opposing guards. It's just not a matchup that I love him in. He's not getting enough assists consistently. So look for him to bust on that night. And then Sunday, my stud. I'm going to go. Now, this is a this is a low price guy. It's a small slate on Sunday. And you could go with a, a James Harden. There's some big names going for sure. But I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr. And the Dallas, uh, the Dallas Mavericks playing OKC. He's averaging 25 fan ball points per game over his last three. Not, not, uh, not going to set your hair on fire over that. But he's consistently seeing 28 or more minutes a game. Uh, he's facing an OKC team that's giving up the 10th most points to opposing point guards. And and you know that even if this game gets out of hand, they're not going to take Dennis Smith Jr. out. He'll play in garbage yep. time. They're looking to get him minutes to get a feel. What he really needs is to start getting a few more assists. And Rick Carlisle's called that out. He needs to distribute better. He needs to make his teammates better. You've seen his scoring go up in the last three games. I think he scored 17 or more in his last three. But the assists have been between one and three. So... He's got to look to distribute a little bit better. His rebounds are okay. He's not really getting anything in the steals or block columns. So I think he starts to improve that with Rick Carlisle's coaching, the passing, and he, he gets up into that 30-point range at a, at a very low price point. That's going to be my stud for Sunday. And I have the bust on Sunday. I'm going Kyle Lowry bust against the Celtics. So I looked up. Lowry is the 16th-ranked point guard in fanball scoring. Here are some names that he that are above him. Lonzo Ball, Dennis Schroeder, Reggie Jackson, Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell. He makes more money than all those guys. Wow. He makes more money than all of them, and they're all playing better than him right now. On the year, his plus minus is .8. Oh, God. Yikes. That's 48th. That's Among the NBA starting guards, that's 48th. 48th. Uh, like I said earlier against Lonzo Ball, the Celtics are tough. They haven't given up 95 points to an opponent during this eight-game win streak that they're on, and they only give up 40 fan ball points per game to opposing point guards. So stay away from Lowry. He hasn't been playing well, and he's playing a tough opponent. 
There you have it. We'll tweet some of these out during the week so they're a little more accessible to you. I mean, you best come back and listen to the podcast and tune in at 6 on Periscope. You don't want to miss the excitement. This face is going to come to your door. We'll find ways (laughs) to try and get those to you a little easier so you don't have to dig through for that fantasy gold that we're delivering. I mean, you see, we're hitting at at like 60, 70%. And NBA percentages, that's pretty good. If we're shooting 70% from three. 60% 60% of the time, it works every time. That's what they say. <laughs> That's exactly right. 60% of the time, Steph Curry oh, God. flops when oh. he shouldn't. Oh, that's our flop of the week. Is, is oh. I'll, I'll turn it to JK because I know you relish Steph, Steph Curry flopping. Steph Curry tried to take a charge on Danny Green in that same game where Popovich got tossed out, and it went so, so poorly for him. Green had him beat. He took a – and Curry took – tried. He Green had Curry beat. He took a step over, and Green – bumped into him, minor bump in, and Curry flops to the ground so hard, of obviously no call, and then he comes down and dunks on. Was it Green or Durant? He dunked on, I think it was Durant. Uh, yeah, he dunks right in Durant's face. He dunks face. right in Durant's face. So Danny Green, you know, exposing <laughs> Curry for the flop and then dunking on Durant. That's That play right there is just flop of the week, and, and then the slam home on Durant. That's that's Good for exquisite. Danny Green. That's, the, that's a play of his season. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. He he won't do anything better than that than no, get drawing not. a flop from Steph Curry and then yeah. dunking right in Kevin Durant's oh, yeah. face. Oh, That's yeah. our flop of the week. You can look for that on Twitter. Now a new segment. Haven't done this one before. This is uh <laughs> this is coming from one JK Vaughn. This is who wore it worse. Oh god. Now we've got a we've got a, we'll put this up on the screen for those watching along here. Oh god. <laughs> oh, wow, those are terrible. God. JK, give us break us down the visual for us here. Okay, so on the left, that's Michael Beasley walking into the Nets uh the excuse me, the Knicks game yesterday. He's got a checkerboard white and black uh overalls on with a pink hoodie underneath, which is just absolutely ridiculous. If you're now if you can't see this, it's every bit as bad as you think that it is. Oh, it's awful. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking with the overalls. It looks like a a, a checkerboard, right? Chessboard? Is it chessboard it's or really, checkerboard? Yeah, chessboard, yeah. That's awful. And then to the right is Clyde Frazier, who does the Knicks games for MSG, and he's got on some suit that I have never seen in my entire life. It looks like a peacock or some sort of bird. It's yellow, and he's got a tie that's like pink and green circles. There's no explaining it, but somebody tweeted like, who wore it worst or who who, who tried to one-up whose worst outfit, Beasley or Clyde? <laughs> it's so terrible. I mean, the... I mean, Clyde's usually got the 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 fancy suits, but I mean that's brutal. That's it, so bad. It looks like it looks like like a hotel lobby's carpet yes. from the seventies oh, yeah. is what it reminds oh, yeah. me honestly of. But you know what? I have like to, Atlantic City. I I still think Beasley's is worse because I sort of expect that from Clyde. Yeah, as where Beasley. Uh, first of all, and the, the other thing too is Beasley had some wicked wicked moose knuckle going on there that was way more than i needed to see with with the overalls that's just a bad visual the checkerboard effect not helping anything oh, no yeah not flattering oh. in the crotchal region no it just oh god just yeah michael beasley and with the pink what the hell is the black i don't oh, know yeah god, i don't man. know i don't know that's michael what... beasley you don't no one will ever know what he's thinking <laughs> you know what it's because he's using more than 10 percent of his brain jk that's what allowed that's him it. to. you're right exactly it to come up with that that's outfit coming up with that outfit that's what that's what it looks like when you're using 15 percent of your brain i you, guess so yeah you just rock those checkerboard overalls all right on to our 3v3 for the week now this will be you won't see a payoff on this until jk two, gets back from belize so two weeks two yeah. weeks but we uh we will be getting a uh of a, a themed t-shirt think kyrie irving we won't give mm. you any more than that Tease it out a little Tease bit. It. Yeah, I like you know it. how they I do like it in the industry. I like it. 
All right, my lineup for the week. I'm going with uh, one of the guys JK called out as a stud this week, Goran Dragic. Only 6,300 to start the week. I think he'll get a little bump from uh, Hassan Whiteside being back. He hasn't had fewer than six assists since he's come back in a game. He gets the Phoenix Suns, who are allowing the fifth most points to point guards. He gets the Utah Jazz, who are allowing the third fewest, which is rough. And Detroit, who is currently allowing the fifth fewest, but I don't think that's real. I don't think Reggie Jackson is that good on defense. Ooh. Four of their last five games have come against the Kings, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, and those are teams who don't really depend on their point guards for scoring. So look for him to kind of he's, – he's got decent career numbers against the Pistons. He scored 33 or more fan ball points against them in both of his last two matchups, like him. Jalen Brown is going to be my forward. He's one we probably need to get changed on fan ball. He's really playing shooting guard, but while he's at forward, take advantage of it. Um, he scored 30 or more in, or excuse me, 28 or more in each of his last four games. He doesn't really get any assists, but he's getting five or more rebounds in almost every game. His scoring is there. They're depending on him. Uh, got matchups against the Lakers, Hornets, and Raptors. I'm counting on him for the, just that steady 30 a night. His ceiling hasn't been much higher. His floor hasn't been much lower. Very consistent player to get into your lineup. And finally, I'm going with Hassan Whiteside at center. Only 6100 as he comes back from injury. I think that price is about to explode. So if you're listening live, uh, get him into a lineup tonight against Golden State. Uh, work him in before that price starts to go up because it's only a matter of time before he's in the 7 or 8s. Uh, he dropped 55 fan ball points on Sunday against DeAndre Jordan and the Clippers. Uh, that was his first time seeing 30 minutes since returning from the knee injury. And I think from here on out, you should expect to see 30 minutes a game from him. And he's got some great matchups at the center position. He's he's done well against Andre Drummond in the past. That's my three v three lineup. What do you got, JK? All right, trying to like break to... trying to break a two game losing streak. I know. I have... <laughs> Let's see. I've had to eat a Carolina Reaper pepper, the hottest pepper. Now my face, I look like you. I don't like even a, know. Yeah, you're like an offshoot of Bozo the Clown. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm going Devin Booker as my guard. He's at seven thousand two hundred right now. He goes against Miami on Wednesday, Orlando on Friday, Minnesota on Saturday. Uh, he's really stepped up his performance since Bledsoe has gone down with tweeting himself out of the lineup. And they've been playing really fast, too. They're just like Brooklyn. I think they're top five in pace in the league. So I think they're second. Are they second, really? They've yeah. moved up to second. Wow, good for them. So I like Booker at 7,200. He's got three games this week. I'm going to arrive with Devin Booker. My forward's going to be Damari Carroll of the Brooklyn Nets. So they're obviously, we've talked about it, they're the fastest team in the league. Uh, he's actually averaging 6.4 rebounds this year per game. That's a career high for him. He's found a nice niche there. And he scored double digits in seven of his last eight games. So I like him. And he's only at 4,700. And they go against Denver on Tuesday, Friday versus Portland, and Saturday versus the Jazz. And my center, I mean, center Slim Pickens, you went with Whiteside. I'm going to go with Al Horford, even yep. though you had, him at, you had him as a dud on Friday. I'm hoping he breaks the trend. <laughs> Wednesday, he's got the Lakers, though. Horford's at 7,000. Wednesday, he's got the Lakers. Friday, he's got the Hornets, and Sunday, he's got the Raptors. So those are my three. I'm hoping to get off the schneid, baby. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at fanball underscore WATV. Uh, check out fanball.com. Follow me at Aaron J. Whitlock on Twitter. Follow JK at JK underscore the Vaughn. We're live every week on Periscope, Monday, 6 p.m. JK won't be back here at 6 next week, but I will be. JK, give him the face. Show him the face. Get it up there by the camera. Thank you so much for listening. Ah! <laughs>